0: Welcome to the Gone Grow Show with Bree and C, a podcast to help you grow in all areas of life, but first towards Christ. Welcome to the Gone Grow Show with Bree and C. Thanks so much for tuning in. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Yes. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. How are you doing, Bree? I'm doing good excited about the holidays Um, just want to share with you all Isaiah 9 6 through 7 it says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor Mighty God Everlasting Father Prince of Peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end under the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I'm so excited about Christmas season. I've been looking forward to it, spending time with family. Like they say, it's the most wonderful time of the year. How are you doing, See,
1: Yes, I agree. It is one of the most wonderful times of the year, and I look forward to Christmas and New Year's Eve is actually one of my favorite holidays. I love new beginnings of all things, but I want to give an update to our listeners because there's much to rejoice about, especially since our last podcast that we had, we talked a little bit about um, the city or not the city, but the um, neighborhood of Seminole Heights, Series of um, killings by one individual that was putting the city of Tampa and, you know, part of the st- state of Florida as a whole, because the governor got involved Governor Rick Scott, in a panic, and I want to say that that person has been apprehended. And so now the city of Tampa and Seminole Heights feels a lot safer and a lot better. And since this individual has been apprehended, there has not been any serial killings at night. People can now freely feel okay to walk alone, jog alone, walk their dog alone. But I want to say to the listeners, thank you so much for those that heard that podcast and we all came together to pray because the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. And you can read that out of James chapter 5, verse 16. And I truly believe that many people, just those listening at the, on this podcast, but people in the state of Florida um, nationwide were praying that this would come to an end because this was very senseless. And I'm very thankful that, Everything went the way that it did. The person was apprehended. Some closure prayerfully will come soon to those families of those who uh, lost their lives to this heinous crime. So I'm reading um, Mayor Bob Buckhorn, who is the city of Tampa, the mayor, his tweet. And the person was apprehended on a Tuesday, November the 28th. He says, it's because of Tampa Police Department and our community partners in southeast Seminole Heights He also states, Mayor Bob Buckhorn states that it's been 51 days and it's time for Seminole Heights to have a good night's rest. That was on November 28th at 11.08 p.m. because they had a press conference and a briefing with the chief about the apprehension of this particular person. So like the mayor stated, you know, people are more at ease. I am even noticing, even though I don't live in that area, but um, I see more activity, people going out at night. They can walk outside their home now because the chief of police at one time advised those to not go out alone at night because of this individual. So let us all continue to just pray for the city of Tampa, Seminole Heights, even the, uh, the family of the, you know, the victims and the family. Of the perpetrator. Very sad, the situation. I'm just very thankful to God because I was praying so hard that this person would be caught. And um, we'll just, you know, continue to keep our listeners updated on the situation. And thank you once again for each of those who, did hit their knees and pray and thank you jesus that you know Seminole heights can feel a lot safer now so that's my update that's good news and that's great news to end 2017 and enter 2018 and because it was not fun walking around knowing that there's someone who could just potentially come behind you and shoot you at night like (laughs) that's i don't ever want the city the state or this country to ever have to endure anything like that and um I pray that individual gets the help that they need and um, the rehabilitation that they need because that's a very sick person uh, to do an act like that. So that's my update. So once again, thank you, listeners. That's pretty much it on my end.
0: Thanks so much for sharing that update C. Yes, we're oh, yeah. so thankful for the prayers of everyone who um was praying for the families and for that person to be caught. As we talked in the last episode, we we're not sure what caused that person to do what he, um he did, but he has been will will be brought to justice and that's between him and God. So Um, We're just thankful that he isn't on the streets anymore, um, able (laughs) to hurt people. So definitely grateful, grateful to God for that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So in this episode, we were able to interview my friend who is a financial planner, um, Mrs. Shahara Smallwood. She actually just got married, so her last name has changed, but... Um, In an interview, (laughs) we talked about being financially fit. So if you've spent, hopefully you didn't spend all your money during the uh, Christmas season (laughs) and you're looking to get back on track (laughs) financially, this interview will definitely help point you in the right direction. So we hope you enjoy and you um, take some notes and are um, helped financially in the episode. Amen.
1: I certainly am going to listen to that because
0: we all need to be
1: placed back on track. I definitely am going to listen to that. I miss all the good interviews, Bree. I got to jump on board
0: and participate so that I can be on the interviews with you. And I that's, miss that. That's okay. We'll, we'll get to, everyone will get to listen together and we'll get better uh, with our finances in 2018 together.
1: There you go. Absolutely.
0: Happy New Year's and Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. Happy New Year's and Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. All of that good stuff. (laughs) And we'll we'll see you in in 2018.
1: 2018.
0: 2018. (laughs) Enjoy the interview. Welcome to the Gone Girl Show. This is Bree. Today I have a great guest um, on the show today. I have... Um, Shahara Smallwood, she graduated with a BS in electrical and computer engineering from the Ohio State University. Soon after working as an engineer and taking on various roles, she decided to seek God for her purpose. Through this process, she realized that part of her life's work was connected to promoting financial literacy for teenagers. In 2004, she began working in annuity sales with a global financial institution. In 2009, she started as a financial advisor with a national broker-dealer firm. She recently started Your Story Financial LLC, an investment management and financial planning company. She enjoys spending time with family and friends, hosting line dance parties, reading a good nonfiction book, and participating in her local Toastmasters chapter. Um, welcome to the Gone Grow Show, Shahara. Thank you, Bree. I really appreciate you having me today. No problem. Well, I I know Shahara as a friend we met in, in Phoenix and Shahara um, is now not in phoenix anymore but i'm so grateful that she agreed to come on the show um, we're going to discuss um being financially fit and is there anything in your in your bio that you would like to add well,
2: I, I will say that uh, I was recently married, so that was an awesome thing that happened in September. Yes,
0: congratulations.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. So life changes, it, you know, um, it's been great. And adjusting to married life and, you know, my business and, yeah, things are great. <laughs> that's
0: awesome, that's awesome. It's good to hear that you're um, doing well um, adjusting with that. So you went from working as an engineer to uh, financial literacy after seeking God for your purpose. Um, What was that process like when you transitioned?
2: That's a great question. I went to school for engineering, um, electrical and computer engineering. And before I started at Ohio State University, I knew I was gonna be an engineer. And a lot of the influence of becoming an an engineer was from my parents and from the fact that I know how to do math. I'm good at it. I like it. And I kind of like science. So it just worked out that electrical engineering or engineering in general would be a good career. And of course, engineers make good money. So those were all the various motivations behind me going into engineering. And uh, while I was Getting my degree, I realized that through internships and working through, you know, through the summers that, you know, this is not exactly what I want to continue to do when I grow up, but I'm going to complete it. I'm going to finish it because I know that it's a good degree to have and I would be happy to have it. But uh, while I was working the first few years of working, I really started to do some searching and the, one of the biggest catalysts was a book called "The Purpose Driven Life" by Rick Warren.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, so that had come out, and I started to read that with a friend of mine, and then I read another book called um, "The um, What Color Is Your Parachute?" and between the two, and praying, and just being belonging to a church that helped me to, you know, ask those questions like, what makes you angry? What makes you sad? What do you enjoy? I was able to come up with, you know, and be led to um, that my purpose was to help with financial literacy, and that's what I would enjoy. So that is what led me, and that's the process that I went through to change careers. And finally, in 2004, was when I made that big leap and changed careers from being in engineering to being in financial services. And it was just a really the experience that I got was a really good training ground for where I am today, and how I'm helping clients today and helping people today with their finances.
0: That's awesome. So you said you enjoyed science. <laughs> I enjoyed math. Are you enjoyed math?
2: Science. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can, I can get away with science, but I, I did, I really did enjoy math. Wow. I really did. <laughs>
0: math was a, a challenge for me, so. So, yeah. Uh, good for you. <laughs>
2: right. I, There's got to be somebody in the world, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. As you became an entrepreneur, how did that um, challenge your faith? And how did it um, become an engine, uh, entrepreneur? How did it help grow your faith?
2: Yes. Well, in 2009 is when I decided to take that leap. And I even though I was working for a company, I was on a path where they made it so that you were really building your own business. So you didn't have uh, much financial support, especially in terms of salary. So that was the biggest, biggest opportunity, I'll say, for me to grow my faith is because I had to rely every month on, on God, where is this gonna come from? Because you started at zero every month. So when I was an engineer, and even when I got my first role in financial services, I could really you know pretty much guarantee that on the 15th and the end of the month I was going to get a paycheck and then um, and then with my first financial services job every you know every month I got a paycheck so when you're building your own business you don't have that guarantee because you're just starting out and you're just starting to get yourself out there and get people to know who you are so I really had to rely on God and, and to um, pray and to really believe and, and make sure that I was saying the right stuff, speaking the word, and it, you know, it really did help my faith to grow every day. It was just like, all right, I'm going to meet some great people today, and um, and when when I didn't, you know, I still had to believe that God was still there to work things through, um, but it was just a constant, constant, and I'll say it, say it opportunity for me to grow closer to God and to know that he is a provider and he will be there for me um and he always was so when i would be concerned like oh man am i gonna have enough this month something would come you know and it was just he just was like see i told you i'll take care of you (laughs) so um, so yes so just understanding that you know like he's always like the lilies you know the lilies of the field i mean every everybody they and i can't re- recall the actual scripture right now but they all know that i'm going to be there for them they they know that so why don't you you know worry is not going to add 1 cubic centimeter or anything to your stature so you know why worry you know just believe god and so that's the kind of process i had to go through and it gave me a lot of peace once i realized yes i just have to trust god
0: <laughs> That's great that you use the word opportunity, because you know as Christians, I, I heard someone say, "We God gives us we have the choice like we have to decide um, when we we love God and we have faith. Um, it's we but God also gives us free will. So yeah. if we we have to make that choice to depend on Him to trust Him, because. That's what you know, what love is, I mean, you have a choice to love someone. So that's yeah. great. You you used that opportunity, you said yes, um, is you know, you stepped out on faith and did that. You didn't use um, you know, let let fear like stop you or shrink back. Like you said yes and you um took a chance. So Yeah. That was Fair great. Sure. And it sounds like it definitely um helped Uh, build your faith and help you help you grow um, closer to to God as well so for someone who might just be deciding to get uh, financially fit or they have uh, they woke up and realized hey you know money is a a limited resource for me I should probably you know start managing that better Um, where do you think um, they should begin
2: Yes, I, I really believe that the, the first thing is to really get down to your budget, understanding what you're spending, how you're spending it. Uh, what are you spending the money on? Are you spending it too much on, um, you know, going out to eat or your, your favorite five dollar coffee drink? Um, get a handle on your money and um, and where it's going, and it's going to take some discipline. You know, it's no fun to have to, you know, every month or every time you get a paycheck to write down everywhere the money is going, but it's but it's important. It's actually just a necessity. And um, there's a lot of tools out there to help you do that. So some people like to use a pen and paper. Um, there was a time when that's all I really ever use. Um, some will use Mint, you know, M I N T dot com. There's some more even disciplined approaches like you need a budget.com, YNAB. Those are some really neat tools. And there's probably a lot more out there. I mean, there's an Excel spreadsheet. Um, so there's a lot of ways to get started, but that is the first thing. And then I would say the next thing is after you've figured out where your money's going and seeing where, okay, I could be a little bit more responsible in that area. Or, oh, wow, I'm going to have to cut back um, on this area. Or, you know, once you figure out all those, then I think it's really important to have an emergency fund. Definitely. Yes. So, you know, you can, even if you have a steady job right now and everything's working out and you're paying your bills every month, you still can come up against an emergency. An emergency could be, I don't have that steady job anymore. They had layoffs, and unfortunately, I was part of that. You know, um, That could be the, the thing that changes, and now you don't have that steady income. But if you have three to six months saved up of living expenses, you're gonna be okay because during that three to six months, you're gonna go out and look for another job, and now you'll have that income coming back in. But even if you have that steady job and, and it's important to have that three to six months because what if the AC goes out on your car? You know, there's always things that can happen financially. And, and when you know that an emergency will happen and it's not if it happens, then you're in a much better situation. You're not worried or concerned. You may be upset that it happened. But you're just like, okay, well, I guess I'll have to fork out the money to pay for it. And that would be your response rather than, oh my gosh, who am I going to, what credit card am I going to use? Or who am I going to call, you know, to to help me with this? This way, you don't have to worry about all of that.
0: Yes, mint.com has been so helpful for me uh, tracking. My my expenses. They have so many features on there. You can um, look at your income and put your your bills into like little different categories and everything, and just get get so organized. So I definitely yeah recommend uh, using Mint as a as a way to keep track of your money. Um, aside from not having an emergency fund, are there any other um, things you notice people aren't doing that they probably should start doing, especially millennials, are generation Xers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, uh, a lot of them have jobs and, and you're at a company and you just really want to know what kind of opportunity there, there is to save for your long-term goals. And one of your long-term goals is retirement. And you may be so not thinking about that, you know, as a millennial but it is something that is going to happen as long as you know as long as you live a long life so you really want to look at your plan at work if you are working uh, for a company and find out do they have a retirement plan whether it's a 401k or 403b just find out you may not have to really memorize the term 401k or 403b or whatever find out if they have a retirement plan and sometimes um, and it's not always the case, but they'll have a match and they can match you. So that's free money just because you participated. And, um, and so that is something, and then sometimes they'll put a cap on the match, but, um, and, and sometimes they will, um, not even have a match, you know, but you just want to find out. And so I think it's really important for millennials and, you know, and even Generation X to just make sure that they have that in place. Um, So when you have your emergency fund, you have your long-term retirement plan goals set, you also have midterm goals as well. So you have goals in between where you might want to take a nice trip in five years or 10 years, or you want to buy a house and, You'll need a down payment. Well, you don't want to put that, you know, and make that an emergency fund. That down payment money is not emergency fund money, but it's another bucket of money. And that's what I do. I, I call it the three buckets. And so you have your short-term emergency fund goals or short-term financial goals. You have your long-term goals where they're like 15 years and, and more. And then you have your mid-term type goals, which are like your 5 to 15 year goals. You want to take that great trip, if you have kids, you want to you know, make sure we take them to Disney World or something like that, you have to save for it and you can't pull. You, it, you don't want to pull from your, your 401k or take a loan from that to pay for these things. You want to be able to pull from something that was designated for that goal. And that would you know it's like guilt free you know just a guilt free I'm gonna just live my best life because I've been planning and I, and so I see that that's a lot um, of what that age group will forget about is I have midterm goals you know I want to I wanna buy a house, and then next thing you know they might be pulling out of a 401k to, to buy that house so um, so just start now really writing out what all your different goals are and putting a time, a date on it, putting a dollar amount on it and um, start working towards reaching it.
0: Yes, that's some great advice. And I know as millennials, um, we we are my generation, we can tend to want things very instantly. So (laughs) when we see, you know, like a house or a car and you might have, you might not have the, you might have your emergency fund and you mentioned Having that separate fund for the the midterm goals, we might think, okay, I want this now, and I need to buy this now. Like it sounds like with getting your midterm goals, it might require a little more patience, and. Uh maybe that's something i I am not sure if any of your 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 clients if you had to deal with a a millennial who wanted something uh right right then right there instead of kind of being just being patient it might take a little longer, but it sounds like that's the better thing to do in the long run as far as you know if you have a house, the more money you have up saved for your down payment. Um, I guess, in turn, the lower interest rate you would have are the less you would have to borrow. So it sounds like being patient is definitely a part of um, financial success.
2: Yes. And I find it in all generations. Everybody wants to just go ahead and do it now. But it's no fun to move move into a house. And maybe you have a brand new home. But just say you have a home that's a little bit older. It's no fun to move in there. And, and now you have no cash like if the if something goes out, if the roof goes out, you know, goes bad, you have nothing to pull from because you used your whole emergency fund to do the down payment or do all the closing costs and now you have nothing to really pull from or the car, you know, breaks down and, and so um, you just gotta plan for the best, you know, just make it so that you have the best situation should the worst happen. We don't want the worst to happen but, you know, it, those things do happen. Those are realistic things and um, there is a way around it, and that's having that emergency fund and just having your your money properly categorized and prioritized to meet whatever that goal is. So, it's but it's tough, you know. It's nothing. It's not easy, but there's ways to do it. I mean, you can just set it up so you have an automatic payment going to a savings. So fifty, a hundred, three hundred, whatever, five hundred a month. Um, you just put it in there automatically like you don't even see it and it just starts growing and 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 now you you have the money available for those different those different goals that you want to accomplish
0: it sounds that sounds great what would you say to someone who might um, feel like they can't afford a financial planner? what advice would you give to them? you know I would say
2: that um, you really would for one, it depends on if you have a good job. A financial planner usually will be one to two percent of your overall salary, um, so it, it it can be really, really well spent money, and it's not as much as what you would think. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you aren't in a position where you you feel like, oh, I have so much debt, I have, you know, I have some, I don't have an emergency fund, I I just really I'm not, I'm just overspent. Right now, um, you you could definitely look into services out there that are no cost or low cost. And then when you're ready, when you start to feel ready, like you you freed up a little bit more money to get that kind of help, um, like a financial planner type help, then then you can pursue that. So there's definitely places for that. But uh, but I would say a lot of young professionals can't afford it. They just have to see how much do they value that mm-hmm. you know so you know if you have a personal trainer that's what a you know a financial advisor is very similar you know we ta- you started off talking about financial fitness and that's you know very similar to having a financial or having a um personal trainer and they keep you on task and yes you might be able to do it yourself but having that accountability it definitely helps people get there quicker so, and just having a, another pair of eyes to help you. So, I I definitely, you know, just say, you know, just look at your situation really honestly and a lot of times, you know, people like myself, financial planners, will will talk to you. A lot of times the first 30 minutes have a good conversation, find out where you're at, and we can tell you if if you're ready to work with a financial planner. Um you know just by having that conversation and figuring out where you're at and you know if you are ready then that's great if you're not then you know then you could just wait and and go go to myself or other financial planners later
0: all right that's that's great that they give you the opportunity to speak with them and decide or or at least I guess you do um, you give people yeah. an opportunity to see if they're ready um, if it's time for them or um, disappointing them and you mentioned some services that are um, low-cost as well so are are even free so that, that's great um, is there any like a like a national organization or something that someone could look, look into to um, just get an idea of what's out there
2: you know, um, in terms of what's free, I don't know that right off hand. I would have to just double check. Um, those are the, the organizations that I'm thinking of are gonna, probably going to be more that um, they might have a, a like a nominal charge. And, it, you know, and so I don't have that right off hand in terms of that. But... Um, but I could definitely look and see if you know maybe email it to you later.
0: Okay, sure, and sure if, and we'll I'll for anyone listening if you're interested we'll post um, these recommendations in our show notes. It'll be at goinggrowthshow.com/ep30. Um, we'll we'll post links that Shahara sends um, once we once we receive them. So as you've. You, as you've talked about growing your faith and being an entrepreneur, there are several scriptures in the Bible that talk about um, wisdom and, and financial planning. You can kind of pull pull um, wisdom from from those. For example, I have, I've seen um, Ecclesiastes eleven twelve where it says, "Invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight you do not know what disaster may come upon the land and that sounds to me a a lot like diversification almost something that that happens um, that's a part of um, financial financial planning have you um seen any any other scriptures or have you seen um have you have those helped you also in your in your journey as a financial planner or even in your own finances
2: Yes, definitely. You know, it's um it's a lot there's a lot of scriptures that the word you know, the word of God has and you know, and I really like that the one that you mentioned because it's um when people get into when they're ready, when they have that proper foundation and they're ready to start investing after they've gotten, you know, the hold of their budget and gotten their six months saved up, um, you know, they'll start investing um, and having a mix, you know uh, based on their risk tolerance and their time horizon, and you just don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. so so that scripture is awesome in that way. And then also, I see it really pertaining to what I was sharing about the three buckets. is
0: mm-hmm. you
2: don't want to put all your money in your retirement plan and have no emergency fund. you know you have to diversify and spread it out and um you know spread so so diversification can be it can be um defined across a lot of different aspects of your financial life
0: so I'm a little curious, and that's a, um another about another scripture. I saw proverbs eleven twenty eight and it says, "He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous shall flourish." as the green leaf. And I was just curious on so your opinion um, about finding balance between preparing for your, your savings for your retirement and not trusting in our riches. Have you ever felt a conflict in that area? And how did you help come to a resolution there?
2: Well, you know, I think the conflict will come because there's so many scriptures about saving and storing up and the ant stores up. So, you know, just, just that wisdom of, of saving and taking a portion of what you have, but you can't trust in it. You know, you just can never just trust. You really ultimately need to trust God. And, um, there has, there have been times when I've had, um, people come to me and they'll be in their seventies and they didn't take the time to save. Um, and now they have to work, you know, because they didn't take the time to save and to build up a retirement fund and things like that. And, You know, even though the numbers read something like, okay, this is saying that you are going to, you know, you're 75 and you're going to run out of this money at 80. Um, Even though the numbers say that, we still, you know, uh, for me as a financial planner, I still ultimately have hope in God. You know, I know that God is a provider, so even if that person didn't plan properly, they're still, God is still going to come and take care of them. It may not be as easy as somebody if as if that person has started even maybe at 50 years old and they were they came to 75 and realized in five years they're gonna lose money they've said oh well you know I'm 75 and you know or I'm 50 and in my with if, if I'm 75 how does that look for me I, okay I'm willing to make some sacrifices at 50 to make this happen or I'm willing to make some sacrifices at 25 to make sure that if, at 60 or whatever I'm gonna be okay. Um, just because that doesn't happen, you know, there's no condemnation and, and God said he's a provider. So ultimately, that is going to trump. It just may not be as, um, as I guess, you're, you may not be able to create that legacy or give as much away as you would have wanted. You know, every dollar might be just going towards your necessities and things like that where you know, had you planned, you still, you might be able to give more away and do different things, but, um, but, you know, even the widow, you know, she gave her last, her last widow's mite, and God bless that, so there is that supernatural aspect of things, and so it's, there's never, as long as we are living, um, you know, I'm, you know, we still have hope, you know, as long as we're still alive, we're above ground there is still hope. So I always still like when I see when I'm talking to a crowd and I might have a bunch of, you know, 55 year olds and they're like, Oh my gosh, I, you know, I didn't do it. I didn't do it right. (laughs) I still can give them hope that it still can work out fine. Just get, get it right now, you know, start doing the right things. Make sure you're tithing, make sure you're, you're sewing and into the kingdom um so you know so sometimes it just depends on my client how deep we get into that but um but i do still like to share hope that there's still hope you know and it's not the end of the world it'll be okay it's just you know it's just you know if we could look back on it we might not have done it this way but it will end up being all right
0: amen that's great now i know you talked about earlier how your faith grew as an entrepreneur each one of us is on our own faith walk and you talked about how you know God takes care of the plants and the flowers um they don't spin they don't toil but you know God takes care of them and just how he takes care of those plants um he'll he we trust him to take care of us also wherever we are in our in our journey in life so that's a great thing to remember as well a great thing to um to uh to meditate on and just reflect on so yeah um thank you so much for um joining for joining me today um if someone wanted to reach you online or um if they wanted to contact you how would they go about doing that
2: yes uh you know what the best way would be to reach me at my email address um shahara at yourstoryfinancial.com or if you're maybe intimidated by Shahara, you can do info (laughs) at yourstoryfinancial.com that might be easier for everybody and you can even go on the website yourstoryfinancial.com and I have a access to at this time, an access to a risk tolerance questionnaire if you want to see what your risk tolerance is or if you want to Um, get a feel for your financial number Um, there's a link on there too for that or if you just want to schedule an appointment a 30-minute appointment we can do that it's no cost for the first 30 minutes and you know and you can go on there and schedule that and then we can be in touch and get to get together and see if we're a good fit
0: yes and speaking of your your company I know you said you're a math person and you like the numbers but um you your your company's literally called, you know, your story. So, it seems like our our stories are a big part of what we decide as I guess as our financial plans as well. Would you have time to speak on that for a minute or two? Oh, yes,
2: definitely. I, you know, when I was working on trying to figure out what is going to be the name of my company before I left my previous company, I I kept talking to people about there's a story behind your numbers so even if you know we're talking about putting away this amount you know it's not just $500 a month you know it is it's there's a reason why you're doing that and I believe that everybody has a financial story that they want to create and if we were to look at your financial life as a book and that's where the analogy came in for me to create your story financial, and we were were to read the last chapter. What does that look like? how does how is that reading? What do you want that to say and based on where you're at today, are you on track to making sure that last chapter looks like what you want it to look like and that's where your story financial came about because I do believe that there's a story behind the numbers and Um, And then I created a tagline, you know, financial success, one chapter at a time. So, you know, just really um, elaborating on that we all have a story. And it's not just the numbers. It's I want to, you know, I want a legacy for my family. I want to be able to provide scholarships for maybe at-risk youth. Or I want all my nieces and nephews and children to be able to go to college or I have a charity or I want to make sure my church is taken care of. There's so many stories out there that people have and they and they do connect to your money and that's where your story financial came about
0: that's that's awesome. Um, before I ask you if you have any questions for me, are there any any books um, any resources that you would like to recommend to people to check out? I know you mentioned a couple books uh, the Rick Warren's book. Um, Purpose-driven life in the the color of your parachute. Um, Is there any other like financially based resources that you would like to to share?
1: Yeah,
2: one in particular um,
0: is the the book called Behavior Gap
2: by Carl Richards, and um, that's the one that I'll I'll point out right now because I think that's a really good book. It helps people to see how their behaviors. Relate to their finances, and um, I really like his um, his philosophy because he's very much into financial advisors that are fiduciaries, and that's going into a whole new area. But um, we're we're planners that want to keep the client's best interest and not work on our own interests. So the behavior gap really really delves into how are you thinking about money, what are you doing with money, and how to really think about it in a simple way so you're not so overwhelmed and um, buried in all the details but you find a way to take control of it.
0: Oh awesome and I actually I just heard about a book called The Seven Money Types by Tommy Brown have you heard of that? I'm not familiar with that no. Okay it's it's a book he put out It's says Seven Money Types found in scripture helps you identify the type that best fits you by means of a user-friendly assessment and coaches you on understanding, affirming, developing and enjoying your unique approach to money. So that was it seemed pretty interesting. I think when I took it I was I was I had the Moses money type. So That's interesting. <laughs> Yes, I heard about that book on a podcast and they, they talked about how it was just, it was something that will help you understand why you make the financial decisions you do, whether you like to save or if you like to use your money to, um, be hospitable towards people. It was, that was interesting. I'll, I'll include all of these, these books and, um, resources in our, in our show notes so people can find out their, their money type or, um, figure out your um the I think you said the behavior gap they can um read both of those and get more insight on their on their financial decisions
2: yeah there's there's so many books out there and that's the one that really sticks out to me right now so it sounds like that other book seven seven money say that again seven
0: the seven money types okay the seven money types that sounds
2: really interesting too so good stuff
0: Yes, um, do you have any? I haven't read it yet, but I just took the quiz. I just thought about it when you mentioned the Behavior Gap book, so it, it seemed, seemed pretty interesting.
2: Yes, it definitely sounds interesting.
0: Do you have any questions for me?
2: You know, at this point, I don't. I just really appreciate that you allowed me to come on here and speak with your audience and talk, because. You know, it's so important for people to really get um, get going with their financial life. And, you know, if, if most of the audience are millennials, then I just believe that you guys are at the right time to really get a hold of your finances and just make the right decisions. And you're at an age where you don't have to save a whole, whole lot because you can um, utilize your your age and your longevity to to make things happen. So
0: now's the time to start. So I, I thank you for letting me chat with everyone. <laughs> I thank you so much for for joining us as a newlywed, as a um, someone who's just moved across the country. Yes. You still had time to uh, get on and share some wisdom and insight with us. I, I truly appreciate it. I thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you.
1: Follow us on social media. Check out our website at www.goandgrowshow.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our handle is GoAndGrowShow. Please don't forget to leave us an iTunes review. And remember, share the fun and share our episodes with family, friends, coworkers, or anyone that wants to be encouraged.